0: This is Mike. And this is Drew. Welcome to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast. Today it is Wednesday, May 24th, 924 Eastern Standard Time. And for our final and 20th episode, we're just going to do a little review. And I don't even have a laptop in front of me.
1: Yeah, I mean, we kind of just wanted to discuss, like, what did we learn? What was our, you
0: know, think back on the the memories of the podcast? I didn't learn anything. (laughs) No, there was a lot, and we were trying to isolate, to want to talk about building the podcast, doing interviews, learning how how not to over-prepare or under-prepare, and it's like, you know, we're not going to do a time limit. So for the three of you that have been our faithful listeners to all 20 podcasts, this is for you. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Livia, thank you for being so faithful when I forced you to listen to these... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We've had a lot of good feedback, actually, from... Mm -hmm. Church leaders and some folks in uh, circles at uh, Bible camp and Bible college. There, there's been some excitement about us doing a podcast, and it's it's been fun. And I think the biggest accomplishment is just getting it done, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, like we didn't get crazy views, we didn't, you know, blow up on the internet or anything. But um, when we before we started, even I read a statistic that. You know, 90% of podcasts don't make it to episode 10, and then 90% of those podcasts don't make it to episode 20. So here we are. And here we are. So I, th- I think we did a pretty good job by just accomplishing that.
0: We did, and as I went back through the library of podcasts, we have to offer on YouTube and where else, Drew?
1: Oh, basically all of them. If there's one that we don't have, I can get it. You just got to tell
0: me if you use that, you know, but Spotify, Apple, Google, Google Podcasts and okay, yeah. So, and I'm a Google Podcast guy because I buy the cheap phones from Cricket and I don't have any of the Apple stuff. But Spotify is where it's at. Spotify is where it's at. I've been told that I'm still hooked on Pandora. So, do you pay for Pandora? No,
1: 10 bucks and it's like 12 if you want you and Olivia. Is this a sponsor thing? Do we get Pandora
0: to give us a little? No, 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 no. it's not Pandora, it's Spotify. Oh man, okay. Hannah
1: and I pay $12 for each of us to have our own account on Spotify. Okay. Every song ever.
0: Yeah, I think it's every wow. song ever. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna look at Spotify after this. But we, we, uh, Drew and I. It's interesting sitting here in Drew's office, which is where we've been recording these podcasts. And Brady Boone has done a great job of uh, helping to tweak different setups. Jackson Swainey has had a hand in helping to try and optimize. Uh, what we can put out with this uh, wonderful little church in East Tennessee, and the church itself had supplies we put into use. Right.
1: We, I mean, we, we. I think we spent less than two hundred dollars on like everything because the church had so much. I mean, they they got the the microphones. I think I went and bought cords, um, and I went and bought these little uh, mic protectors to make our voice mm-hmm. sound a little better. Yeah. But yeah, we had you know someone Jackson had the uh, the audio interface which. You know, to get technical, turns the physical voice into a digital thing. Yes, and then plugs that into the computer, and then the recording software we have is free, sitting over in there on the computer. But and
0: there were some things we never figured out as well as we wanted to, like having a third person.
1: Yeah, our our any podcast we've done with three people did not sound as good because we didn't have um, quite the setup that I would have wanted. But you know for doing it for basically free to get a third person on and have it sound as professional as the other ones would have been another like $400. Right.
0: And so for what we had, I I think I'm really proud of what we've done and the times we, we adapted, you know, so if you're going to have a guest, it's just going to be one of us. Well, and that brings it back, you know, to the whole thing, small church ministry, You work with what you got. (laughs) You work with what you got, and you can still put out. You can still learn how to put out a quality product. That's right. You may just have to adapt your vision. And if you get hung up on a certain vision, uh, and this could be in leadership or or a project like this, and you say, "Well, if it's not going to go my way, I'm just not going to do it," uh, you're not going to bless as many people. And I hope uh, I know if I could name five people right now who have specifically told me they've been blessed by this podcast. So. That, to me, is worth it if we just bless five people. And, um, you know, they weren't tuning out because we had a terrible product, but I can tell uh, you—I say product as if it's for sale—but I can tell you if you do something uh, for church or for a nonprofit or for business and you don't try and find quality, you're kind of disrespecting your audience a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't don't care about you.
1: You know, I don't care. God has given us this, um, you know, ministry, this platform, and— uh, how can we use it to the best of our ability, as you know the Bible tells us to do.
0: Yeah, and so I, I think we we've done that. And um, what what was so uh, we could go through all the episodes, but mm-hmm. what would you say was like your favorite, Drew? Your your favorite podcast? And I want to hear from those of you listening. If you had one that really stood out to you, you can email us at uh, podcast at mvcc sixmile dot org, and we can. Uh, learn both for this church for my ministry moving forward uh and drew's ministry uh what which episode really stood out to you or was helpful to you
1: so drew what about you I think the politics episode was my favorite yeah um because as kind of as a result of that i, I started to kind of widen my my scope in terms of the type of people I listen to. I started listening to a little bit more, you know, leftist uh, podcasts and, and uh, content on the internet. And while, no, I certainly do not agree with, um, not um, how do I say this? I, I do agree with some of it, but like, I don't, I've learned a lot as a result of that. And you were the most nervous to do that podcast. I was so nervous because I, I can get really heated. It, my friends know me and, you know, my friends actually listen to that and they were like, dude, like, that's not you. <laughs> And I well, I was like, you know, I kind of really had to tone it down and and uh, not go on my any of my rants because it is right. important that we um, talk about politics well. Because if we talk about if we if we start to lean one way, we totally you know isolate the other
0: side. And we're still since we've recorded that podcast, and I, I also want to be forthcoming and say I, I was nervous too because uh, my political convictions have matured, and at times that means I look a little more right than my left-leaning friends, and at other times I look a little more left than my right-leaning friends, and it's all about growth and learning, listening, e- educating uh, myself, and one of the things I've noticed since we recorded that podcast is the political climate has not cooled down very much. No. It's not necessarily gotten that much worse, but it's still pretty bad. It's still pretty <laughs> bad. It, right. We're, we're not— it, I don't think it's intensified more than it did when we recorded it. But in other words, it's still a very relevant podcast that could be helpful uh, for me to listen to again down the road because yeah. I, I try to use, uh, Drew and I try to use sources in these podcasts to anchor our beliefs to something uh, more transcendent than ourselves, like Scripture, right, or in other cases, um, you know, credible sources. Right. People
1: smarter than us.
0: People smarter than us, right, who, who spent more time <laughs> in research in this. Uh, I I go back and forth. I think one of my favorite podcasts is one that uh, should have been published just before this one, the Boredom Podcast. Was that 19. I think that was 19. Yeah, episode 19. Um, if you haven't heard that, go back and pull that up. And uh, you could tell by the date stamp at the beginning, I gave the audio, the uh, uh, audible date stamp that uh, this podcast will not be put out until quite a bit later after we've recorded it. But by this time, you go back to episode 19, and I love that one uh, about boredom because we got to hear a little bit of the advantages of boredom. Uh mm-hmm. How boredom can be a misconceived or misapplied, and what the scripture has to say about it. And so we've tried to cover a wide variety of topics we've been asked about, and we still didn't touch on maybe half a dozen of them.
1: Yeah, when we first started, I think I wrote down like thirty. Yeah, maybe thirty-five, and we just uh, you know we got through, and we only had twenty episodes, so you know we hadn't kind of had to pick and choose. I will say about the boredom one, like that, that one was really interesting to me because th- that started out as a question that I put out, um, a ver- way at the beginning. And I was like, you know, boredom is something I really struggle with. You know, it's really difficult for me to, to sit in boredom. What does that mean? And because of that question, we kind of, I asked that to myself, I did some research over the course of, you know, the six months that we've been doing this. And then that kind of culminated in this, um, this episode that we did that I think was really cool and super helpful for me at least.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's one thing we wanted to offer in this ministry is that there's only so much we can stay, say in our Bible studies and sermons, they each have a different purpose. One is, you know, worship and right. edification, another one is more education and knowledge and wisdom, and so this podcast gave us the opportunity to still go to the Word of God and still speak from an informed perspective, but also to uh, be flexible in what we felt the greatest need was at the time. And I'm just going back in my mind, you know, to other podcasts. Uh, like I think the one you're referencing is content creation or something like that, I believe.
1: No, I was talking about the boredom one.
0: Oh, that was okay. But earlier, at one point, we were talking about like TikTok and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That one was fun too. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And you you didn't really talk about boredom as much as you addressed it and said, hey, this, this is kind of the... Uh, springboard, you know, on sometimes why we get lost in these um rabbit trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if you go back, episode one, quiet quitting, episode two, day in the life of uh ministry, you know, we just talked about that, and then episode three, politics, episode four, preferences, so we talked about worship preferences, episode five, identity and the world of online identities and how we identify ourselves. Oh, yeah, I remember that. that was fun, that's right, episode six, content creation. Episode 7, Content Consumption. And that was a part I, one and two. I got, yeah, I got a quite a bit of feedback on those. And uh, at this point, you know, just going down the list, uh, we got um, con- uh, episode 8, uh, Leaving the Church, and why so many people are still leaving the church today. Mm-hmm. And there's been some recovery since the pandemic, and that's a whole nother conversation. But there is still a general overall trajectory, and we try to pull out some of the reasons why. Uh, episode 9, The Trinity, and Episode 10, Servant Leadership. Episode 11, we talked about the Asbury Revival. If you're listening right now, uh, think back with us in time. That was a big deal. And uh, Drew was able to go up there, and we were just able to try and assess through what the institution itself said and personal experience. That was a fun one.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that one. The, I, and I enjoyed, like, quote-unquote, doing the research for that. Because I got did. to go up and, uh, and experience it a little bit. I, I stayed for probably two hours maybe, and that was just a good time for me to, for my own, you know, spiritual benefit, just kind of resetting and getting away.
0: And that was another example of adapting, because it wasn't how we would normally do it, but you and I both picked up on pretty quick, we were hearing people say, you've got to be there, and you were just at a place in time, you asked the elders, like, I feel like I need to go up there, and you went, yep. and it was it was great, I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Uh, if you want to do a deeper dive, we got I Can Do All Things podcast episode 12, with a special guest. We had, we've had we had a bunch of special guests, but uh, Clint uh, might be the closest one to a real-life Indiana Jones we've had on this podcast, maybe. <laughs> uh, who I mean, he, he has been there, done that, and knows a lot more about these things than we do. And uh, the last one, of course, episode 13, you had special guest Bradley Martin um, uh, calling to ministry. And you guys, it was wonderful to listen to you guys share your testimony mm-hmm. and story to calling. So... Um, those are the ones that have been posted. Right. And of course there's,
1: there's seven more to come, but those are not public as of the time of this recording, but those are coming. I think we're going weekly now, so you'll, you'll get them every, every Sunday, which of course, at this point you're listening, they're all out. So,
0: and part of what we try to do on this podcast is to bring you into the present. We try to bring you into what we're doing because that's a part of this podcast. So, I, That's right. so What are you doing today? <laughs> I, I've been uh, uh, burning extra trash and broken furniture we can't take with us because we're moving uh, in a week. This is a week countdown. That's nuts. And everything's in the garage of the Parsonage right next to this church, uh, which for those who haven't listened, we're, we're at a small uh, country church, beautiful church family at uh, 3102 Six Mile Road, Maryville, Tennessee, Mountain View Church of Christ. Uh, worship is at 10 a.m. Feel free to come on by. You will be very welcome, and I, I know you will be led to worship. Uh we got a cemetery right behind this uh, rectangle brick church and then a rectangle brick parsonage. And it's all in one parking lot. It's it takes you back in time at the foothills of the Chilhawi Mountains, just five minutes behind the church. And we're moving. June first, we've been here over two and a half years. I am uh, I've accepted the senior pastor position at Antioch Christian Church in Wichita, Kansas and this is where my parents, grandparents, siblings and nieces and nephews uh this is where they all live, Wichita, Kansas area and we're excited to Olivia and I and our five kids Daniel, Rebecca, David, Anna, Asher, we're excited to continue in full-time ministry near family, but it was a hard decision to leave Mountain View. Yeah. It was tough, and it still is as we say our goodbyes and try to look forward to a visit at Christmas time and things like this. But that's where I'm at, but uh, I've not tried to put on the brakes of my time here. I've got one more week left. We've tried to pack for about a month and a half. Olivia's done the bulk of that, and uh, I've tried to stage it in the garage so we can back up the 26-foot Penske truck, my favorite moving truck of all times. Because you've moved, what, like 10 times? We do not even need to talk about (laughs) it. Yeah, we're— yeah, we've made cross. Uh, we've made at least seven cross country moves, and Goodness. then a lot of regional moves. So mm-hmm. that's just been the nature of our calling. And right now, that's where we are at. Is still continuing in full time ministry because this church still. I still want to make sure nobody falls through the cracks. Right up until my last day here, I want to make sure until May thirty first, till after that board meeting that I have done my part to be fully engaged with this church because it is a small church and I don't really have a staff to delegate to because you and I, we don't really act as much as a staff, Drew, as much as just partners in ministry serving this church. Right, We've we, we have kind
1: of distinct roles that we're able to, to lean into, and while that does mean we cross paths a lot, we don't have to work next to each other. That's right. But we get to. I, I like working with you. It's not that. <laughs> well, that's where I'm at in the day and the life. Now, where, where are you at? Yeah, so uh, in in light of that, um, we are also moving soon. So I've accepted a position as youth minister at Thrive Church in camby Indiana, just south of Indianapolis. Um, I took an internship there back during COVID in 2020, and they really liked me. I really liked them, um, and so they are now opening up a position. and They they're not even like making a job posting. They reached out to me specifically and. I love it here. I did not necessarily want to leave, but like, this is the one church that I would say yes to. And of course, God is calling us that way. And so that's kind of what's happening. So we're moving in uh, the end of July. So,
0: and you were ordained here at Mountain View Church of Christ, but right. Steve Bolin was one who made the trip.
1: That's right. He drove six hours down to be a part of that ordination, and
0: then he drove—he turned around and drove six hours back the same day. I remember because I said, I will have a Red Bull for you. And you did. I <laughs> had a Red Bull for him in my—but also, just another shout-out to Steve. I met him through—a uh, shout-out to another ministry, Nexus Church Leadership and Church Plantings, Church Leadership Development, Church Planting out of the Dallas, Texas area, Phil and Barb Claycomb, Greg Garcia— Um, that's where Steve and I met, uh, Mm -hmm. Olivia and I, and uh, we were there when we were training to do church planting, and he just immediately struck me as a very genuine uh, servant leader, and I think they're in uh, short supply these days, uh, non-celebrity leader. He's just there genuinely caring about other people and doing great things for the Lord, so I'm excited for you. I'm excited to serve with John and Mary King. Uh, He's been senior pastor at Antioch Church, where I'm going, for 25 years, and I know a lot of uh, college courses and everything would tell you, hey, don't follow a long-term guy, and I'd say, don't worry, he's going to stay, and people get even a little bit more nervous, but let me tell you, this guy is driving out next week, and he's going to come out here to this church, and uh him and his wife, and they're going to haul pictures and breakable things for us back to Kansas. I mean, another servant leader. And if you're listening from Mountain View Church of Christ and you're thinking, well, do we not have any of that to offer here? Oh, you do. It's, it's not in short supply here. But I also think you as a church, Mountain View, if you're listening, anybody from Mountain View, um, you have offered, Drew and I, a wonderful place of Fellowship and training and learning, I've had a lot I've learned here, but there's also a call to ministry that I can't really control, and Drew can't really control. We have to respond to it in obedience. As much as we want to control it. Yeah, you because <laughs> it, it was hard. You know, there's there a lot of good relationships I'm still looking forward to maintaining here. Of
1: course, yeah.
0: But if you're listening and you're at Bible College, you know, if you're in the Johnson University crowd listening, all four of you, then, you know, <laughs> hopefully that'll grow. Uh, <laughs> then And you're like, well, is it worth going into small church ministry? And I'd say absolutely. Yeah. I'd say it's absolutely, especially a church like Mountain View, it's worth it because there are people where you find anyone receptive to learning the Word of God, applying the Word of God, growing in their faith, it's going to be worth your time, and I found that here. Yeah, for sure. So I've been honored to serve here, and I hope to continue to cross paths with these folks down the road. But, uh, Drew, will, by, by the time this church hits August, it's going to look quite different.
1: It is. And, uh, you know, people may think, oh, Drew, you're kind of abandoning the church. And, you know, I don't think that's the case. I understand where you're coming from there, but I don't think that's the case. You know, we've got... Um, Last night we just had a a minister search committee meeting and we've got two really strong candidates for lead minister and I think both of them would do a fantastic job here. So,
0: and that's that's just it. You know, um, I'll tell you my last weekend. I it's a nonstop adventure. So of course, uh, you know something tragic happened in my family. Uh, my cousin Matthew Mitzel uh, overdosed and passed away and he's a few years younger than me, and it was just heartbreaking, and uh, just praying for his mother and, you know, my aunt, and uh, it was incredible how this story came together, but the bottom line is simply this, Uh, you know, my Aunt Darlene has a community of faith around her to walk with her through this grieving time. I was honored to do the funeral in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I go out there, and on the way, I meet with two of the families from Mountain View Church of Christ who are in Charlotte, because they're on their way uh, to check out a candidate out there in that side of the country. And, you know, we're still friends. In other words, yep. they, they, they've they known I'm leaving, there is a grief there, but we could just hang out as friends for a couple hours. They don't hate you. They don't hate me. And, and it was <laughs> (laughs) scary because i didn't want to lose relationships but i had such faith that god was calling me and my family to do this and i was able to have that affirmed through other people here in this church who are hurt that we're leaving but say considering small church and wondering how sustainable it can be a lot of that is it's as it's as sustainable as you're called into and so and as
1: as sustainable as God will you know continue to bless it.
0: And that's what I see. I I still think God's going to bless Mountain View as like as you said, they're down to two candidates, one of whom I'm not going to mention. One I'm not going to mention. One of whom I'd really like to be the next guy. But that (laughs) that wouldn't be fair to the other guy. So I'm not going to say anything. But I'm just being honest here that even if the one guy I see doesn't get the position, I know God's still in control. But In the meantime, he gives me hope that there is somebody that I look at, and there's been several, but there's somebody especially that I've known personally, and I go, that would be a good guy. And guess what? If you're listening to this podcast and you're a different minister who's never met me at Mountain View, uh, you're an answer to God's prayer for this church. But it helps my faith right now to go, okay, there are options, and I see God in this, and like you say, I don't want to leave a church in the lurch either. Yeah. But I also don't want to sit around if God's called me to do something.
1: Of course, we gotta. When God calls, we we answer and we move forward.
0: Yeah, um, I believe the best is yet to come for Mountain View, and I I have not been sitting around as I've said at Mountain View. But by that I mean uh, remaining still at a place when I know I need to go. But Mountain View, I, I still think has wonderful things ahead of it, and I think God will continue to bless it as they continue to seek His will. podcast we're going to do two hours right we can we do two hour special
1: I, see i listen to two hour podcasts all the time there's
0: like right now 22 minutes in i'm thinking i probably already arrived to my destination and i've turned my bluetooth and podcast off
1: that's fair but uh you know also you call it tennessee time where you, like i'm headed out to johnson today so i got an hour drive
0: oh that's right that's true and i which route do you like taking the uh alcoa to john severe or do you like i how what do you think of my rural chapman highway route i do like or that not chapman severable highway yeah,
1: yeah i like that one and i when i first started dating hannah she's from here and so we we drive that way all the time like okay. i didn't even know that alcoa highway was an option because hannah didn't like driving on the highway so it was your favorite before you met me i guess so forget it. but also forget uh it. hannah's house sitting out that way so i may stop by and drop drop her off a coffee
0: yeah, it's uh, I, enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy a lot about driving out here, and what was that coffee place we stopped at in Seymour, the little trailer one? Uh, I don't remember the name, but okay, if you...
1: It's on the side of the road. It looks like a shed. It, it is a shed.
0: It has like numbers, like 404 like, or something.
1: It might be 411, because that's 4, 411.
0: Oh, okay. So if you're headed to Johnson University from the town of Seymour, uh, is that Boyd's Creek?
1: No. Well...
0: Anyway, the main road that um, would run you all the way—yeah, because it is 411. It runs you all the way to Sevierville yep. at Dolly Parton Parkway and all that. But yep. anyway, little coffee shop. Um, Across the street from King's Academy and uh, yeah, now that Seymour we, High School. Now that we want to give them a shout-out, i got to look it up. Well, on this last podcast, let's uh, spend a few more minutes with a shout-out. One of our inspirations for doing this, in addition to Mountain View Church of Christ, was Johnson University, because we wanted to talk to those— Bible college students, specifically in any form, you know, youth, uh, lead, nonprofit, whatever your major is, who is considering work, uh, serving at a small church and might not hear the best things about it. We want to share the good things. And yeah. what 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 else would you say to anyone from Johnson University listening to this podcast, Drew? Um, small
1: church ministry it it's less of a like industry, you know, like big church kind of feels like an industry. And you do like the business of the church, whereas small church, it's like homegrown. We're kind of figuring it out as we go. Yes. And that's,
0: that's what makes it really fun, actually. And I can say, honestly, I've served at churches where I dreaded the board meetings. There might have been a board meeting or two here that I was not looking forward to because I knew of a topic that was coming up, but... You and I, one of the things we've talked about, we've left board meetings that might even go over time, but we never felt like we wasted our time.
1: Yeah. I love board meetings. Well, I love the board meetings here. Get out of here. <laughs> I just think it's fun. You know, we're kind of like yeah. it it gives us an opportunity to dream a little bit and okay. And this is where I kind of present my crazy, stupid ideas and they're like, Yeah, I guess you can try that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like they give answers right away. They mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I used to hear was, "Oh, we're going to table that. We're going to table that. We're going to table that. We're going to table that." <laughs> right? And I've never heard that here. I on rare occasion, "Hey, let's do a little more homework on this, but there is a purpose and a timeline. Usually, we'll talk it through." And usually, yeah. you and I have proposed documents that we have had two laptops uh screenshot up to a uh a television screen in the room editing documents in real time while we try to agree on how to word things so you and I aren't going back and forth with all these drafts. We can sit there and say, hey, here's what we all agree on, and get it done. And I love that about this church, because elders are present, deacons are present, we're present, and we can just knock things out in a healthy way, in agreement, and if people have questions, we know exactly what their questions are, and not just a general, well, I'm not comfortable with this at all, but a, I don't think this is good because of X, Y, Z. Right. And then we can respectfully... specific. Yeah, we can shut it down, or we can move on. Uh, the specific shout-out earlier, the coffee is 434 Coffee.
1: 434, four,
0: that's right. 434, four. and um, that's, uh, it, you know, it reminded me of small church ministry, because it's this little thing, there was like one or two people maybe running it, and yet it worked, because they had cut down their infrastructure to the point... Where they could run it very efficiently and mm-hmm. not be overwhelmed, and yet it's got its own little quirks and problems that a Starbucks might not be able to relate to,
1: right? Because they don't call in when they need a new, you know, machine, right? From from corporate, they have to like fix it or get a new one.
0: Yeah, and there they could go to a seminar that might encourage the managers at a Starbucks. And the 434 coffee manager, barista, owner, janitor person is going to be like, this doesn't help me at all because I can't, you know. And so it just, it was, when we were sitting there, I was being reminded of, uh, you know, whether it's a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, you can't expect ministry or work to be the same at a small, unique niche ministry or business as you could at anything bigger, and that's something we've just had to lean into and say, here at Mountain View, if we go to a conference, we're not going to expect that we can do what these bigger churches do, but we can be encouraged by the possibilities of what God can do and bring that energy into the church, and we've been blessed, and I believe this church has been blessed for it.
1: Yeah, um, the other thing I was going to say, ministry is going to be very difficult, no matter what. At a big church, small yes. church, medium church, yes, um, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. You're going to run into your problems, so don't feel like, you know, the grass is always greener. I heard a really good sermon from, uh, I believe it was, oh no, what's his name? The dude who did the message. Eugene Peterson? Yeah, I think it was him. He preached on uh, Jonah, okay. and it's the, this idea that uh, Jonah wanted to fulfill the, the the will of God, but on his own terms, in mm, his own place. Yes. And so he ran away to a different place, which in fact had its own problems. Had its own problems. And so, and when he was able to back align with God's will, um, you know, that also had its own problems, but, and then, you know, it didn't end up being at all what he expected, but the fact of the matter is God's will was, was completed and, um, you know, the work was done.
0: Yeah, and that is a universal truth. You cannot run away from your problems because life is full of sorrow and things that are going to frustrate you and your unique personality and my unique personality are always going to have reoccurring conflicts. And so if we're leaving a ministry because we have problems, that's only going to get worse in the next one, regardless of its size. So it's been good uh, to continually work through problems instead of hiding them or saying oh well you know we had a situation pop up in at this church where uh, there was a congregant who had a concern about a particular person and uh, you know this has been a while ago and you know so we're trying to address it and at one point the congregant said, oh well that person might be moving away so I don't I don't want to worry about it and we had to say no we still got to work through this regardless of whether that person's leaving or not we, as believers are going to be a part of an eternal family forever. Yeah. So we can't just assume all the, a temporary distance on earth uh, is the solution. We've got to continue moving forward um, as though we're going to live together forever because we will as believers. That's right. That's right. So uh, what other things do we want to throw out in this last podcast, man? We're uh, 30 minutes in and I'm, I'm happy with what we've covered so far. Let me pull up. We had a little list of a few things. We wanted to make sure we just got out there. And I, again, if you're still listening <laughs> to the podcast, I appreciate you. And I hope you've been blessed by it. Let us know in that email podcast at mvcc6mile.org. I was going to say um, if you want to start your own podcast, it,
1: I mean, you're going to spend a little bit of money to get the right technology in there. But all things considered, it's a fairly easy process. And like, just try it. Like it's fun, and make sure you have something meaningful to say. Don't just talk and ramble. Um, but you know, it's it's fairly easy. I mean, the little red box over there is probably two hundred bucks. Microphones, hundred bucks each, um, and then some cords, another hundred bucks. Which is like we just all happen to have this in the church. But like, go for it you know
0: well and for us we were inspired to do this when we were making that drive to Johnson University and we're talking and after a while it's like this sounds like a podcast <laughs> right cuz you and I have different perspectives of experience and all this and it kind of just came out of that we had many things to say yeah might not be worth a whole lot to others but to us we thought i wish i could have heard this from someone else and so if you have something to say it's worth the investment i think because I sometimes need to be reminded of what I believe because the world's constantly trying to throw doubts and I'll hear something that I believe even from my own voice. And I go, Oh, that's where I found that belief. That's right. That's why I believe that because we do live in a world that you, you have to constantly be learning while also remaining tethered to some form of eternal truth, which I would say is the word of God. I believe that's the only, absolutely only truth. So, um, that, that's all I've got for now and of course uh, you know I'll throw out my life verse. Uh, my final sermon this coming Sunday is my life verse from our passage from Romans 12:1 and 2. I beseech you therefore brethren, by the mercies of Christ that you submit yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove uh, the will of God. And uh, yeah, there's a hybrid of a couple translations there, King James being the first one. That's when I first learned that. But that to me is my life. That was all from memory. That's all from memory. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was, uh, but you know, that is a life verse for me because that word transformed and that word renewed, you may renew your mind, be transformed. It's an ongoing process. Of course. And that's what I love about this podcast is we are trying to have our minds renewed and be transformed rather than pretending like we have the answers. We want to approach it in a way that says we're still learning. And Drew, I don't know if we'll cross paths down the road in ministry. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, something crazy could happen and we're working together and we'll do a better podcast than this.
1: Yeah. Uh, When I was just thinking, you know, this, this process of being transformed, I wonder if we did the same podcast, you know, in a year from now. Would it be totally different because we'd we'd have grown and learned more?
0: Oh sure, I I, you know I don't know how different it would be, but I know there'd be plenty of moments where you'd say, "Hey, a year ago I would have said this." Yeah, (laughs) but I've you know, and that's that's a part of the process. So what you're hearing in this podcast, forgive us if any of these become you know heresy later on in the church because we miss some big development in something. But the word of God doesn't change, and so there may be things you've heard in these podcasts that you go, "Oh wow, if only they would have known this happened October 2023." Well. That's that's a part of what life does. And so if you are hearing this and some things we are saying sound outdated or uninformed, start your own podcast and and let us know about it. it rip know. us apart, man. Yeah, that's what we're here for. So, uh Drew, that's really all I've got to say and I I'm just glad I got to do this with you.
1: I had so much fun. This has been I mean, I've talked about doing a podcast. I mean, it's every like 20-year-old stream right now to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got to do it. I had a I had a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Well, me too, and then uh, I'm looking forward to whatever happens here at Mountain View down the road, Yep. in your ministry down the road, in Indiana, my ministry down the road in Kansas, and uh, this this church's ministry, like I said, down the road right here in Maryville, Tennessee. Well, um, this has been Mike.
1: And this has been Drew. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Drew Podcast, Mike and Drew at Mountain View Podcast. Goodness. I mess it up every time. It's been 20 episodes. I still mess it up.
0: But here's the most important part.
1: Uh, Eat your quesadillas. Amen.